Hello, uh, welcome to these small short summaries of books that I really enjoy. I believe everyone would benefit in some way of reading these books. Some are well-known pieces of art and some are more obscure. Um, anyway, I'm Johan Tangen. If there's one thing you should know about me is that I really appreciate the written word in any form. In these episodes, I'll be diving into some of my favorite reads. I will share their essence, in my opinion, and explore the wisdom they offer. My thoughts on the book is just my understanding or my opinion. If you don't agree, that's okay. So whether you're a bibliophile or just looking into, you know, find the next great read, please, please feel free to, to join in. And, you know, if you really like it, order the book and read it. Um, and uh, that's about it. So today... We'll be looking into The Wisdom of Insecurity by Alan Watts. It has a subtitle of A Message for an Age of Anxiety. And, you know, this is an old book. He wrote it many years ago, and a lot of people was influenced by this. A lot of the new spiritual books have been built upon this. I would say... He was one of the Beatnik movement's uh, favorite philosophers, uh, or as he titled himself, a spiritual entertainer. Uh, he didn't like the, the being called a philosopher, even though, yeah, you could claim he was just that. Um, anyhow, Age of Anxiety and the book Wisdom of Insecurity by Alan Watts. I believe that, you know, the world... I mean, this book might be even more mm, more important to read now than uh, ever before. Uh, this trap that he explains in the book or explores is uh, more stronger and more present than it's ever been. I believe he does a deep mind in uh, sorry deep dive into the human mind, exploring our natural desires for security in a world that is, by its very nature, uncertain and ever-changing. It has uh, uh, seven parts, uh, and we just walk through them, and then you can decide if you want to read it. So, first part, illusion of security. Uh, he challenges our conventional understanding of security. Uh, he implies that the very notion of security is an illusion, a mirage that we can chase but never truly grasp, okay? In our modern society, with emphasis on, you know, planning, insurance, predictability, big data, uh, prognosis, uh, trying to predict the future, working with strategies, and, you know, this uh, obsession of trying to understand what's going to happen in the future only amplifies the solution. It makes us believe that we can control and predict the future. Uh, goes over to the second part with as like something I would assume a lot of us, me for sure, but otherwise other people as well, have thought and felt that there's a trap between memory and anticipation. So we have memories of the past, and we anticipate the future. This goes on like a mental tug of war that prevents us from truly experiencing 
and appreciating any present moment. Uh, by constant dwell, uh, dwelling on past regrets or future anxieties, we rob ourselves of the joy and richness of the present. Embracing the present. And third part. Uh, so the central tenets of the book is it's of profound importance that we live in the now. Or try to at least. Here what draws a lot from Eastern philosophies particularly Zen, um, to emphasize the beauty of the present moment. And he suggests a lot of practices and mindsets to help us anchor ourselves here and now, uh, allowing us to experience life more fully. The fourth part uh, where he talks about nature of reality and the self, um, he goes into kind of like a deep philosophical discussion about nature of reality. He, he you know, borrows or steals uh, thoughts both from Eastern and Western thought, and he challenges our conventional understanding of the self. He suggests that the individual self is just an illusion, a construct of the mind, um, that we just made it up doesn't exist it's 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 just a way to keep our mind in the center of our life that's it uh, which is also one of the reasons why there's a lot of self-centered and egoistic people in the world because they they believe they're the center of their existence and they're kind of not because the self doesn't really exist it's just you know it's just a thing that has feelings. That's the thing in the center. Anyhow, uh, if we can recognize the interconnectedness of all things, uh, that will lead to profound experience and a sense of unity with everything around you or might in the, the universe. Uh, the fifth part talks about why uh, it's... Uh, a bad idea to try to to chase external stuff like futility of external pursuits um, the book critiques our societal society's obsession with external achievements it might be wealth it might be fame it might be a relationship or work or material obsession um, but you know these pursuits often leave us feeling empty and unfulfilled. True contentment, the book suggests, comes from in an inner understanding and acceptance of oneself and the nature of existence. Uh, you know, try to live small, not large. Uh, you know, live within your means and all that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so... And then the book talks about religion and spirituality, what offers a critique of organized religion, suggests that rigid doctrine and dogmas often exacerbate religion and spirituality. What offers uh, a critique of organized religion, suggesting that these rigid doctrines and dogmas often leads to 
amplify feelings of anxiety and alienation. Instead, he advocates for more personal and uh, like uh, another approach to spirituality where you actually need to experience spirituality. Um, we can do that by embrace uncertainty and you know celebrate the mystery of existence. Uh, the last part of the book talks about uh, we need to accept that change is the only constant. Uh, we have to celebrate the... I mean, everything from seasons to our very lives. You know, when, when we're, we marry, we get kids, uh, parents die, whatever. There's war in the world, there's joy in the world. Whatever we need to understand is that everything is in a constant state of flux. And by accepting and embrace this impermanence, uh, we can find a deeper sense of peace and contentment. Uh, by accepting and embracing this you know, imperfect life, we can get a deeper sense of peace and contentment. And resistance to change only leads to suffering. Like, we just need to stop that. Uh, the conclusion is that this book um, offers a profound reflection on the human condition. Uh, the book is Wisdom of Insecurity by Alan Watts, and it has a blend of philosophy, psychology, and spirituality. It provides insight and guidance how to navigate the uncertainties of life. And, you know, by embracing the present, accept that change will happen, um, and try to grasp the connection between all things, we can find a deeper sense of peace and purpose in our lives. Uh, I will end off with these words that Alan Watts is one of the historical people or figures that given me the most sense of what we should do. He delivers it in a humoristic and you know friendly manner. He's never harsh. He's it seems like a fucking great guy. And you know, if you want to do something good for yourself, uh, you know, get the book. And if you want change, read it. Take care. Bye.